Hey guys, how you guys doing? So, you're about to listen to a story. It's a first-hand report um, from the eyewitness himself. However, his name will be not mentioned in the following, but you're going to hear his story, and later into the story, you'll hear some of our conversation towards the end. But I hope you listen to the very end, and I hope you enjoy what he has to share. Meanwhile, I would love to hear your feedback on what he experienced and everything he talks about. This was a great story. He shared this to me directly over the phone. And you're about to hear this gentleman himself. And this took place in Virginia in 2001. Thank you. Stay tuned. Great. I'm, I'm delighted to be able to talk to you. I, yeah. I, te I tell you, I've been skirting around... Uh, being afraid to embarrass my agency so and 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 also wondering how that would affect me you know it's i just i've just always been a little leery of of that of things with that but but anyway i'm just gonna put all those those feelings aside right right now and i i don't i won't keep you too long i, I want to try to give you a background on me i grew up here uh, on the farm in Smith County, on a dairy farm. Um, my dad had dairy cows until I was about 13 or 14, and then he decided to sell them and go with... I mean, we had a grade-A dairy. I had a, a nice 32-stanchion barn, and uh, everything was going pretty well, but economically it seemed like it wasn't working out as well later on there. And so we went with beef cattle. So I, I had a, an agricultural background, and I lived here, out here in the country. I went to VPI uh, two years at Withville to get basic uh, start, and then I, I, I went to Tech and got my bachelor's in, in uh, uh, agronomy and in the soil science option. Now, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but my dad worked at Southern States part-time, and he found out through the county agent about a program they had where they would sus subsidize your tuition if you agreed to work as a soil scientist if, if, if it panned out for you and everything for the number of years that you were under their program. So I started out in Tulaski County back in 1977, and um, as a party member, and then worked there for about three years, and then helped out over in Giles County and finished that survey. Then I went to Smith County, back to Smith County, my home county, as we had an area office here, and I was kind of working as, as a assistant to the area soil scientist. And so I don't want to bore you with all that. Uh, oh, what, no, it's what all right. happened every four or five years, we would... I, I, I started the Smith County Soil Survey as a project leader back in about 1983 or 84, and about every five to six years, basically six years, we were expected to finish the survey and move on to another county. So after I finished in Smith County in about 1991, I went to, to Grayson County and worked there until 1997 then i went to bland county and and i was a project leader but only myself i was i was a party of one you might say and i, I 
So I had all that country. We were doing an update. It was an old, old soil, soil survey, so we were expected to go out and and um, validate and and update the work that had been done back in the early 50s or late 40s. And so I had, I was doing what we called, well, we, we called it transects, where you try to go out in, a, in a, a straight line, you plot a straight line on the map and try to do it in a random manner so that you don't bias yourself on it and just take soil descriptions and get notes. And there was an area in Bland County about, I wish I could give you this, this specific location. I could have years ago, but I can give you the general location of where this happened. And I mean, Daniel, I was in so many places over the years. In the National Forest, we did contract mapping, and I, we went in places. I would go in places that I'm just, I just can't believe I was there now. I think about going in these places by myself. I found I found a lot of things uh, that I wasn't supposed to sit, probably find. I found marijuana pots and things like that, and I just walked away from them, didn't even tried to, you know, I, I was worried about maybe someone watching me and, and uh, what that might be, and I found areas where people had been fighting dogs, uh, dead pit bulls and stuff, and and heaps and all kinds of things over the years I saw, but I never, never saw any, I, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about Bigfoot when, or Sasquatch when, when this event happened. And I want to get to that because that's really the meat of the whole thing. So in Bland County, I was, I was trying to get access to um, the base of an area around the base of Walker Mountain. There was a, there's the geologic contact there was limestone, a limestone formation on sort of gently sloping land coming up towards the base where they, where there was a lot of what we called colluvium. That would be material moving down from the upper slope down to the lower slope. But underneath that, there, were, there was a limestone contact and there were caves. There are caves in those contact areas at the north, the north-facing slope of Walker Mountain, where it juts, it joins the limestone residual soil. We call it that's in soil in, or formed in place down in the in the valley in the valley. And there is the Walker Creek water source there, which uh, waters that area and has tributaries around in in that vicinity. Uh, so there's plenty of, it's just really, and the soils were very fertile because, so I, I had this area and it had been an, an, uh, a quarry. It had been abandoned. I don't know if it was because of economic reasons or if they'd, they'd run into a problem. I know sometimes they would break an aquifer and those things would fill up and you couldn't keep working in them. But I don't really, I didn't, I was, they had, the county didn't want me to go near where they had been working. They they told me that I would. If they kept the area gated. It was had a high fence, really hard, unable to climb the fence. I didn't. That I was supposed to get a key. Uh, they had it real secure as far as keeping people out because they were worried about what might happen if someone would get into some of those 
areas and get hurt. Right. And so I was supposed to contact, I kept calling a number so I could get the key to get in there. And this layer, this area is probably about a couple miles southwest of the, of the town of Bland. And it, 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 fan, it, it, it spans up from a little state route. I believe it was Route 617 that kind of does a little horseshoe off of Route 42. Route 42 just goes all the way through Bland County and on into Smith County. And even if you, if you take, well, if you take it east of Bland, it'll go on into Giles County way on up in that area, and you're probably familiar with a lot of that country. Yeah, uh, I've actually driven uh, through a lot of those areas with my with my job as far as making my deliveries for the company I work for, so, yeah, and plus, yeah. traveling out of state, too, I head down south sometimes every so often, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, well um, anyway, I kept waiting to get this fella to get to return my phone call so I could get the key. And finally, it just wasn't happening, and I, I decided I can I can hike on in. So I I did climb the gate. I had to leave my vehicle parked along the road. I must have hiked in about a mile and a half. It was a beautiful morning, about early July. All I can remember, basically, the thing that really overwhelmed me was how many deer I was seeing on the way in, and all the blackberries. They they had graded a road, and then graveled the center of it but left a considerable side of the road bare at one it had been bare and then it it had grown up in a, a lot of blueberries all the way in and they were ripe i mean it was you could have had buckets full and i you know i was amazed and so i'm walking in on the road approaching the area i was wanting to work in and on my way in, I mean, the, it was such a pleasant day. It was about probably about 10, 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> and the wind was a very gentle breeze kind of blowing in my face. Um, very pleasant weather, you know, very few clouds in the sky. Just I was walking into a gentle breeze, so the deer really weren't sending me. And I'm walking along, doing great. I come to an area where I'm kind of, kind of going to make a bend. And I know what I, I had been wanting to tell someone about it, but at, when it happened, I didn't know what to, I couldn't even imagine what I'd seen and, and couldn't figure it out. And then I was wor- wondering what, what <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just, it just, it just, even now I get shook up trying to think about it. And, and so I, I go around this bend and, and I describe it as a flurry of movement, like I've never experienced in my life. And it was so huge. A reddish, black, a reddish brown blur that when I when that happened, I didn't smell anything, but it could have been the way the wind was, was acting at that time. I terminated the bend or else, who knows, they don't, maybe you don't always have to smell anything. But at the time, I wasn't, had no idea what it it, it it was massive but it was moving so fast it was like a blur and so it went through all the the blackberry area and there was low brush and some piles of brush where they had graded the road and it went through that and around that and behind that and up up the up the, the bank 
so fast that I could hardly, I couldn't make out what it was. I thought, is that, is that a, a bear? No, it's, it's not the right color for bear and it's way too big. And, and then as it got up to the bank where the brush, where the brushiness and on those north slopes, it can get really thick in vegetation. There was a lot of vegetation there that obscured the view of it. But for a split second, and I took a mental photograph, I mean, of that. I'm, I just get, my heart beats so fast when I talk about this. Um, I saw a hind leg going up to its rear end that was huge, massive shape. It, 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 it was covered with reddish brown hair, kind of shaggy, but it was in the shape of a man's leg. Mm. And that's about all I saw. And then it, it was just gone. And, and I, I was frozen. I was just frozen stiff and I couldn't move. And I, I tried to figure out what it was I saw. I, and then what, what stood out, and I told it to both the people that I felt like I could really talk to before I had a chance to talk to you. Um, that was Russ Jones. He had said, if someone has seen something, I saw a program he was on, if someone has seen something in, you know, in, near our area or something, contact me. I want to, I want to hear about it. Well, anyway, I did. And it was so good to talk to someone. I, the only person I had talked to before that was my wife. I told her, I told her that day I'd experienced something I couldn't understand. And it just blew me up. It just shocked me. It just, Totally. I, I mean, I can't remember what I did the rest of the day. I, I, I think I went back to the truck and was just almost pra practically devastated. And, and, and I couldn't, I tried to figure out what it was I saw and I, and I couldn't. But what, what stands out is uh, the fact that I had a experience on the farm with cows, cattle, all my life. I had the ability, I thought, okay, I looked, I eased up, and then I was afraid to go any further close to where it was, but where it had been, I mean. But I tried to gauge on the vegetation how high it was that I saw the, 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 the rear end of it, the, the, the hip. The hip of that leg, it evidently was crouched or over forward or something, so I couldn't see the upper part of his body but it was it was such a brief instant that i saw this and then it was just it moved moved in but it it it, it, it seemed to hesitate just for a split second to give me that view that and, and i only saw that part of it but that part of it is what haunts me today and and then this story also has a second uh a component of uh of sounds that I didn't, at the time, I didn't put the, them together, but after a few days I did. But I'll, So I'll go on with that. So I looked at the, at the vegetation where, at the area where it was going up to the top, where, where I could see its hip going in. And it was, I thought, you know, that's about the height of a, cattle, a cow's uh, back, uh, about four and a half, about 50-some inches. Uh, and, and so I thought, what in the world could that have been? And 
I was just that's that's where I was, and and I and I was just stuck there, and I mean I was stuck there in my thoughts about it. I, I, I thought that couldn't have been a could that have been a grizzly bear that. No, that was shaped like a man's leg. That that wasn't a grizzly bear. No way that was a cow. Oh, that no. that wasn't a cow. That was just the leg I saw was a very muscular, very amazing, huge leg that that was just for an instant visible to me. And so I've been stuck with that since 2001. But going, you know, after that, I, I, I even from that point, I didn't know what it, I didn't think about Bigfoot at first. But I want to get to the to the to the sound part. So I mentioned caves. Um, one of the most frightening things about this that week, and I don't remember if it was, I think it was a day or two after I had this this the part I call it a partial sighting. So in some ways, it might have been more scary to see if there if i had been able to see that the the whole animal well or maybe it would have been less scary i don't know but i kept telling myself you know it was wanting to get away from me so don't be so afraid i kept telling myself at least it was running away from me it wasn't it wasn't running towards me so i i i I was able to still function you know and 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 get back out in the field because i because i had to and I, I mean, I have been, I have been in some areas where people were not receptive to us, and I've, I've walked up on people, and they would have a gun and things like that. So I've had to learn how to sort of psych myself up to to keep going, and I did. And I was, I kind of put this in the back of my mind, and I, I couldn't figure it out, but I just put it in the back of my mind, and I was, I, I, I guess it was a couple of days after that, I was on another transect studying the same the same soil patterns at the base of walker mountain further east it was a little closer to bland but it was in an area that was very very remote and couldn't see any trails only a game trail i was walking along a game trail at that contact area and i noticed a really large cave the opening was really, really large. It was probably about four to five feet high, and really well, well defined little cave there. And, and I was probably about thirty yards from the entrance, and I didn't really—I wasn't, of course, wasn't going to go in it. But I was just amazed what a nice looking cave that is. And then I heard a sound that sounded amplified, like it was speakers or something it 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 kind of vibrated my whole body mm. and it sounded like a cross between a hyena sound and a growl and it had a cadence to it almost like it had a it had a, a something it wasn't just a sound uh, it wasn't just a random noise it had some, some kind of a of a something to it <laughs> Well, again, I think the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I started, I was frozen there for a minute, and then I started walking backwards, keeping my eye on the cave. And I I made my way back to the vehicle and left. Wow. <laughs> and, and so that was the only thing that, I mean, I've never heard a sound like that in my life. And I've never, 
seen we we have been in some spots where i had smelled some really awful smells and i would ask you know, i'd be working with someone I'd say, what is that smell this we did way, way out in the woods and and he just said i just think that's a musty organic decomposition smell that you run into now and then but it didn't smell quite right to, for that but that's i didn't even think about it being anything and i know one back in uh, the mid 80s i had a fellow i was working in smith county at the time and i had a fellow come work with me who was from minnesota and he said you know this well after we've been working for a while one day we were going out in a real woolly spot there in the county and and he said this area looks a lot like like bigfoot country and i said what do you mean big sasquatch he said a lot of people see them up there where i'm from and i said are you serious you believe they're real you know and oh yeah i know people who've seen them he said i'm going to be looking out for them. well i had never even thought about that so after i put it together i became so interested in this subject i thought i saw a program it seemed like around that time that the um uh monster quest i guess it was and i and they looked very interesting to me and there was something that seemed to ring true when i saw one of those programs about i heard someone describe what they'd seen and and uh i started thinking that must have been what it was and so from the early 2000s on i've been really interested in this and i went back to that area but they have logged it and it's just changed a whole lot and just not the same um but i don't know what you think about that daniel i, I just was i just live with this and it just seems like it, it haunts me I, I think i think about this every day it's, it's yeah, well, you know, from based off of the details and the information you shared, um, I honestly feel comfortable saying that you experienced and saw a Bigfoot. And I'll tell you a little bit to back up and support your story, just given the general yeah. location. I've actually know of people that have actually witnessed them down in those surrounding areas where you're located. Um, yeah. Not to mention, I, I'm not allowed to give his name out, but um, I was actually shared um some thermal image like and i'm not talking about cheap low uh, low quality thermal this is high quality expensive thermal imagery um of a couple people that were doing an investigation on a friend of mine's property and mm -hmm. they have and i've seen this for myself the thermal is so sharp so clear they had a bigfoot wow. working that property and you there's you see him walking right behind in the back of the tree line that goes up behind his barn. And wow. So, yeah, I mean, between other reports from that area um, I, of sightings and here and this here, yeah, I, I feel undoubtedly that you have uh, had seen a Bigfoot. So. Well, that's, 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 it just, it's therapeutic, you know, to talk to someone like you who understands this. And I had told a friend and they just thought, what was I seeing things or what? I had one fellow tell me he thought it must have been an elk, but there's no way it was an elk because it was so it was so distinctly human looking. The leg I saw, I 
I, I, I just, and the sounds, the sounds was so horrifying. I don't know how to describe it, but it was so powerful. Um, and I don't know, I have often wondered if a big, if, if, if a creature like that was in a cave, let's say, would I have, and I had, had been courageous enough to go in there, would it have, what would have happened? I mean, and, and uh, I, I, I don't know, but I certainly was, I certainly was almost handy, like paralyzed. I was sort of paralyzed and couldn't move. I, I didn't run. I've had other experiences where I was chased by a Doberman pincher, and believe me, I ran. But with this thing, for some reason, I was scared to the point that I couldn't even move. And it's hard for me to understand that. Oh, no. Um, you know, and you're, you're not alone. That That's kind of a common occurrence with a lot of people that have these type of encounters. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, your body doesn't know how to react. I mean, even your mind gets froze and, like, you're in a daze. You're like, what, you know... You're trying to comprehend all at once. Your your body and your system's freaking out, but at the same time, you're like your mind's also trying to figure out what the heck to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I certainly appreciate this, and we did. I really did enjoy your your conference. I think it was up there. I believe near um, uh, uh, Stanton or in in Augusta County. It was back when the pandemic thing was was still kind of going on, and and we. We were finally, my wife and I finally felt like we could do out, go out and do some things that time of year. And and uh, I hope we can get, we were going to go to this last one you were going to have, but we weren't able to do it. There's such, you had a conflict. Um, if we don't have a conflict, maybe we can go to the next one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the last one you came to, uh, was that the one at the hotel? Um, it was, no, I think it was... Uh, it was kind of like a, a VFW. Oh, uh, yes. That was that one there. Yeah, that was actually an old schoolhouse. It's actually a, yeah. a Roarton club. But um, for the last, uh, our last one and then the one where, where, uh, where we are going to hold this, uh, the one coming up this coming June, it's actually at the Where's Cave Community Center in Where's Cave, Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. It worked out so well this past year, and we're, we plan on continuing to do it because we'll, we have the vendors and speakers inside, um, and then we'll have overflow. We'll have vendors outside as well. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, we got that going on, and because uh, it's not quite a mile off eighty one, and um, so yeah, it's it's convenient. It'll, I mean, the only thing is, I wish there was hotels right off the exit for people because we get a lot of people from out of state that come up, you know, and. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's hotels both north and south of there. You got yeah the Stanton exits, Verona exits. And then if you go north, you got the Harrisburg ex- exit. You know, so wow, that's 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 great. I, I hope we can make it. I'm I I'm starting to notice my body. I had I came down with Lyme disease after being out in the woods so so long. I don't know when I got it. I don't remember. Anyway, I'd had it for quite a long time, so it seemed to make some arthritis in my knees, and so I'm hoping when I get my knees fixed, I can can get back. I had been walking up. I live, I live at the base of Brushy Mountain here. It's the same, it's the same range of, of the, of of Brushy Mountain where Hungry Mother Park is. I live a couple of miles east of Hungry Mother Park. Oh, so, okay. Um, so you're around Marion. Yes, and and I live 
our our land, we have about a mile where you I haven't been able to walk back there for a long time. I have an ATV, but I, an ATV, but I don't like to take it in some of these places in case I would have a problem with it. Um, but in my younger days, I could walk almost a mile back to the national forest. Uh, I have never really, I have always been looking and I haven't seen anything. We have a lot of deer. I'm always interested in always looking and never, never have seen anything back here. And, and, but for some reason, everything came together that day, um, in Bland County, someone, I think it was Russ Jones said he thought it was the blue, the blackberries being ripe because evidently it was into the blackberries. Oh yeah. That day. Absolutely. Well, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was no, going to make mention. Um, you know, I I compare Bigfoot in so many different ways to a black bear. As far as you know, a lot of people mistaken black uh, you know black bear tracks for Bigfoot tracks. Um, mm-hmm. But their diets. I look at their diets. You know, a black bear. They're mainly vegetarians, although they do eat meat. They're omnivores. Um, you know, there's a eighty percent. Yeah, they're basically eighty percent vegetarian. When, uh, mm-hmm. And the 20% meat when it comes to bears. Bigfoot, on the other hand, I believe it's, the percentage is probably a little bit more meat. But, you know, based off of their, their calorie mm-hmm. intake and, um, you know, the proteins that they need to uh, survive, you know. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so another thing I wanted to point out to you while I was thinking about it, because you mentioned after going through this area, you've seen all these deer. And then you, when you came around that bend is when you experienced all this. Well, it, yes. it made me think about two encounters I had um, in, in West Augusta um, mm-hmm. over in the George Washington National Forest. Um, of course, these happened a year apart, basically in the same section of woods, just around the corner from each other. Uh-huh. Just prior to my encounters and my experiences, there were at least one deer present prior to having the uh-huh. experience. And uh-huh. uh, when I share my stories, one of the things I always ask myself, and I, I, I even throw this out when I get interviewed about it, but was it a coincidence that there was deer there, or were they making getting ready to make a hunt? So mm-hmm. that's something, mm-hmm. that question lays in my head, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, perhaps we have was so- stalking, you know, you may, you may have had a Bigfoot that was stalking those deer, watching right. them, you know, so. And there's yeah. always a possibility there could have been others around because, you know, it's believed that they work in groups, just like a, yeah. a, a non-human primate. They do the same thing when it comes to hunting. So Yeah, I, 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 I sometimes wonder, I mean, I saw the, the, the mass, the reddish-brown huge mass run up, and then it, I, I kind of wondered, was that the same one, the same one with the leg I saw? It seemed like it just seemed to just it's just the way my mind is just so was so re- reacted to the experience. But I'll never forget seeing that that image in my of that, that huge leg. Oh and, yeah, and and and, and, and uh, it just helps me to talk to you about it, and I, I and I'm just. You know, I just think that that it did help me to think. Well, it wasn't 
it didn't mean me any harm. I don't know what to think about some of the things I, I hear where, I mean, I know that with all animals, you have uh, dogs, uh, any kind of animal. I mean, we had a we had a line of dairy cows in my bed called the snake line, and all and those when you would wash their udders to get the, the, the start milking, they they were just notorious for kicking, kicking, and even the like the offspring from them were very mean and 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 hateful. Yeah. But they gave they gave a lot of milk, and that's why my dad kept them. They they had a real good uh, production, and so I hear that some of these things about some of these accounts about Bigfoot, you know, and I can understand throwing objects and things to maybe get people away, but even some of them are very horrifying about the people being dismembered and and and. And killed, and and I and I and I think that that's possibly true. But thank goodness, I haven't heard of of much of that, you know. And and that's an interesting topic for me. What you know, what some people think about that are are they, you know, there you have some people. For example, Marion. I used to tell people when I was at Tech, they'd ask me where are you from, and they they thought of Marion as the the state hospital area where they had the, the the criminally insane. I mean, so you have in a population, you're going to have some individuals that are just you're know, really dangerous and Absolutely. violent and and aggressive. So there must be some like that, and and. Hopefully, we'll never encounter one like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that kind of reminds me, because you know, I've, I've been asked numerous times, is Bigfoot dangerous? You know, will he attack me? You know, I've actually been asked that recently. But like mm-hmm. I've always told everybody, you know, almost any species, you know, basically, you know, as long as you don't put yourself or put them in that position to become dangerous, you know, because most species will defend themselves, you know. Oh, yeah. If you corner them, we'll put them in that, you know, again, that position. But, um, you know, even we know a venomous snake, you know, carpetheads, rattlesnakes, they -hmm. only strike if they, you know, to defend themselves. (laughs) Right. I stay clear of them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. I, I believe in my lifetime eventually. I'm hoping I'll live long enough to, to finally, I mean, I, when Dr. Meldrum talks, I'm just, he's got me. I mean, he, he knows what he's, what he's doing. He's got that, he's got it down. And how could anyone dispute what he's, what he's found and, and his, you know, the tracks that he studied and everything. And, and how could anyone not believe, I mean, as in, in, in life, you, you find things that are superior in some aspect to some. I mean, there's the there, the cheetah is the fast one of the fastest land mammals. Well, evidently, uh, Sasquatch is one of the most elusive and the and the most skilled at evading people. Um, and it's got so and people people who have actually worked in the wilderness areas like you and I realize how vast and how easy it would be for something to stay away i mean these some of these areas especially i mean even in in places in new england but here in virginia it's 
there's there. I mean, it's just it's just wild out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I I really appreciate talking with with you, Daniel. Daniel, and uh, I won't keep you longer, but but thanks a lot, and I hope to see you. I'll I'll, I'll come up and and greet you sometime. If hopefully I'll be able to see you at one of the meetings someday. Oh, absolutely, and yeah, I definitely would like to keep in touch, and you know, perhaps. If you're ever up for it, maybe we could plan some, you know, a good weekend. I don't know if you're up for camping, but, you know, we could definitely go down. If you ever want to take me to this area, uh, if, if we're allowed to get into yes. these areas, I would love to, you know, check it out, investigate, and see what we might turn up, you know? Yes. Uh, I'm hoping I can walk better. I, I used to walk all day long up and down mountains and stuff, and I eventually have gotten this left knee has lost most, most of the cartilage in it, and it's real rough, and it starts season up with me after a few minutes, but I'm hoping I can regain yeah. it. But I, I've, I've covered a lot of ground in my day, I guess, and yeah, got, I, in, I know got into about... mountain biking <laughs> and was a little too hard on them. When I turned 50, I got into cycling really heavy, and uh, and they started really getting cranky there. Uh, but yeah, that, that spot, the, the, all the way from Rich Valley and, and uh, Walker Mountain gains an elevation as you go west of, I mean, east of of this, the, uh, out behind Saltville there. It starts, it, it, there's, a, there's a network of cavernous areas. Karst, we call it karst topography where you have a lot of sinkholes, but then you go North of the sinkhole areas, there's a contact where there are caves. Yeah, and there is there's a cave in 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 Rich Valley called Big Cave. That's phenomenal. It's got some huge rooms in it, and so yeah. all up and down north facing slope of Walker Mountain, when there's something that would be drawing a creature like that in, um, that is really a pot potential hot area yeah well, I think. i'll make mention real quick uh saltville uh i got a friend of mine that lives there that grew up there since he was a young kid and mm-hmm. um he was actually uh, this gentleman he's an older gentleman um and he uh he was featured on uh that show mountain men uh one of the er, er, on one of the earlier episodes and okay yeah i had interviewed him and he had he had a sighting when he was a young boy on on his farm out in there in saltville growing up so yeah so yeah, they're, okay. they're around that area. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, well, great talking with you, Daniel. I sure appreciate having a chance to do this today. It was great. And and uh, Happy New Year to you and hope to see you down the road later on. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you have any questions, please, yeah, don't hesitate to ask, send me email, text, whatever you feel comfortable doing. So. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Not a problem uh, at all. Thank you for uh, sharing this with me. This has been awesome. So. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you.